Welcome to the B2B Marketing and Copywriting Podcast, the show where we combine the best, the latest and greatest info in the world of marketing and merge it with conversion copywriting insights. I'm your host, Linda Malone, certified conversion copywriter and founder of The Copyworks. But before we get started, a quick reminder to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you enjoy what you hear, please consider leaving us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback helps us bring you the content that you love. Now let's jump into today's discussion. My guest today is Jody Chapman. She is the global marketing manager at Anatox. And she says that she believes good content is at the heart of everything, both personal and professional. And she has worked over a decade in the editorial and content marketing space in industries ranging from hospitality to biotechnology. And she says that one thing never changes, the necessity for human-generated copy and content. So she is a full-time marketer. And today we're going to dive into the impact of AI and specifically how she feels AI has helped humanize content. Let's jump in. Welcome, Jody. I'm excited to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for taking the time. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, and we have just met like literally a minute ago. So <laughs> through a mutual acquaintance on LinkedIn, as all of these things seem to start. So so it's always fun. I think I meet more people on LinkedIn than like any other way, especially. Oh, for sure. Any other way in my life. <laughs> Do you yeah. ever meet people in real life from LinkedIn, like that you've been talking to on LinkedIn? No, but I've seen that quite a bit on LinkedIn, and I want to be a part of one of those one day, but I'm a pretty big introvert too, so. Me too. There's people that, I'm in Queen Creek, Arizona, and there's people that are in, one salesperson is in, in Queen Creek. Somebody else I spoke to earlier this week lives in, um, I forget where else, but different parts of Arizona. And I just don't have really a desire to leave the house. <laughs> so. I know. I feel you. <laughs> but they do go to really cool places. I saw one the other day and they were like in Nashville at some bar. And I was like, that looks like fun. Yeah. But then if it actually came to going, if you're an introvert like me, you'd be like, yeah. oh, it sounds great, but I'm not going. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm excited to talk to you today because the topic is something that sounds almost um, contradictory. AI obviously has been all over, like everyone's talking about it. You really can't have a conversation lately. With, and, and last year, no one even knew what like chat GPT was. So it's just so, it's just happening so fast, it seems. And you had mentioned to me that you felt AI helped to humanize copy and content. So I really wanted to dive into that because it seems like it would do the opposite. So can you explain what you mean by that? AI as we all know, is only as good as the SERP that's behind it, right? There is nothing that AI can produce that hasn't already been produced. Right. So it's our job as content marketers, as, as marketers in general, to create something that isn't already out there. That's a unique perspective. Um, it doesn't have to be new information, but just something that gives us a little bit of edge on AI. So, yeah. So when, like, if somebody says... Um, you know, the whole thing with AI, as you just said, is that it takes what's already been done. It doesn't originate content, correct? I mean, it, it just right. puts right, it right. together. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I have been in this space for about a decade now, and um, I came from a content marketing agency. And I got, when I was at the agency, and this was, this was about five years ago, so really not that long ago, right? 
Um, and when I was at the agency, I got, we were a very, we were a high volume agency and um, I got really good at shipping out content, um, you know, well-optimized, good enough content, I should say. Nothing that's going to win any awards, but something, you know, I got really good at shipping out that content and I had processes in place to do that. Um, that's not where we're at anymore. You know, chat GPT can write an article and, in 30 seconds. Um, and it's not that bad, you know? So, um, it's our jobs, like I say, to, to humanize the content, you know, how, not just about writing copy, although the copy is important and it's important to humanize your copy and make it personal to the person that's reading it. But, um, but also, you know, are you, where are you targeting those people? Um, how are you targeting those people? What kind of content do those people like to engage with those types of things is, is what we want to focus on. Yeah. And also content, and this is a thing um, that I've posted a lot on LinkedIn about. It's more like copy um, versus content. What I'm referring to right now is that you can't get that emotional connection though with AI written copy. Like I use chat for getting ideas, for outlines, but whenever I ask it to like I'll, I'll have it like, can you fine tune something or can you shorten something? I almost never like what it does. It seems to take out anything that would be like emotional or, or connecting to people on an emotional level. You know? Yeah. And even, even just, I mean, you see it in like, you know, Grammarly, sorry, I'm hopefully I'm not saying too many brand names here, but <laughs> it, even in the editing software that we use, I mean, it takes out what we've put in there to make it personal, just the way we speak and the way right. we talk to people. Um, which sometimes is not a good thing. You know, I think it's important to pay attention to those things and it's not all bad things that are happening. I mean, we can, and AI is greatly helpful in so many ways. Um, it's really picking through it with a fine tooth comb. It's interesting that you mentioned Grammarly and it's fine to talk. I mean, there's nothing good or bad. Like I, I posted once about Grammarly, I think it was like two years ago and it was, it went viral on LinkedIn because, I said something like, if you're using Grammarly to to peruse, like to correct your posts or to, to I forget how I worded it, uh, but it could ruin your copy is basically what I said. And people just piled on for or against and arguing with me. And, and the, the reason I said that was what you just said. It doesn't it pick up on slang or it eliminates a slang because I do have it running on my when I'm working on copy it'll mm -hmm. chime in and say, do you want to change this word? And do you want, you know, and it'll take out, it'll recommend taking out slang. And that is how people talk though. So, yeah. and it's kind of the same thing with AI, you know, yeah. and yeah. So I, I agree, but there's people who are really like, it, it's very proper. It's very, the way Grammarly. Yeah, it is. It's, and, and I mean, to, you know, to, to its defense, it's a computer, right? So it, it has to have a set of rules to abide by. Um, so, yeah, it just is what it is. Like I said, I mean, I think it's just about going through it with a fine tooth comb. And that's our jobs now as content marketers. And then um, I think we can actually take a step further than that um, and build on, you know, build on that. What is really hard to duplicate? Like, what can we make that's really hard to duplicate? Um, because not only is that going to work to your advantage for AI, but it's also going to work to your advantage for competitors. Um, you know, if you make something that's hard to duplicate, it's going to stand out right. and it's, it's going to be hard for other people to do it. So yeah. 
and it uses a lot of the same words like um, marketing speak. We call it, you know, just the same words over and over. And what's funny is, on, I don't know if you've seen this on chat. You can, I pay for it, it's like $20 a month and it's like a premium version. And you can customize, you can create your own chat GPT within chat, like you really customize. Yeah. Have, you, have you done that? Um, I've not done it on chat GPT, but HubSpot has a, um, it's called ChatSpot. And it's connected to your CRM. So like it'll take if we have a pretty extensive blog and if you it'll take all the verbiage from all of our landing pages, our blogs, the whole CRM um, and then try to create something that represents, you know, your brand ac- adequately. Yeah. Um, it's do something you, special. <laughs> <laughs> do you like do you think it works better than the regular chat or is it not as good? Um. I love HubSpot. I just want to put that out there. But <laughs> no, I think chat works better. Um, yeah, it's it's not quite there. I think it's what it is. And it, it's going to improve. I mean, it's all these things yeah. just take time. But the one I created one that's all my information, plus my copywriting coaches that I work with, I put their websites in there and their their content. And so when I ask a question and I'll use regular chat GPT and then sometimes if I, well, I have a copy question or something I want them to really focus on, I'll ask in that kind of specialized chat. And it always comes up with some flippant, like, and not, not flippant, but it uses slang that I would not really um, use. Like, for example, it always starts its response with, ah, you know, age, oh, you want to dive into blah, blah, blah. It's like, Every single response is, oh, you want to do that. It's just kind of weird. Like, I don't ever talk. I know. It's like, <laughs> where'd you get this it's from? trying to be a human. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, Chatspot has like a lot of emojis. And I'm like, we've never used an emoji in anything on our website. Why are you using emojis? That is funny. But even, I mean, it just, these things, they they progress and change so quickly and so much that next year at this time, I'm sure it's going to be a thousand times better, but you know, I, I hope, I don't know. I don't want it to replace me. And part of me is not afraid, but part of me is like, if enough people think that it's good enough, you know, it's tough for copywriters to come up against that. That's true. And I think that's where the copywriter role is starting to like blend into the content creation role um, and I know there's like a, com- there's like the never ending battle between like copy versus content, um, which I mean, just does naturally bleed together sort of. Um, I'm sure as a copywriter, you've created, I mean, you're creating content right now through your podcast, you know, you create all forms of content, right? right? Um, and like I said, I think that that's where the sort of role reversal will come in because, um, yeah, I mean, it is. It is a little bit discouraging. I mean, I have a degree in writing and publication too. And um, when AI just took off, it's like, oh my gosh, this thing can do what what I've been training for years to do. Um, so it is a little bit discouraging. But again, I think um, that we need to think about not only creating more content, but um, actually not creating more content at all, because that's like There's so I much. haven't, I, yeah, I, I rarely run across businesses that need more content. They have so much content out there. Yeah. Um, but, uh, more humanized content than AI could ever create. Um, and, and like I said, something that's hard to duplicate, um, yeah. and something that really leans into your thought leadership program and your influencer programs too. Um, and that's something that 
I wanted to chat a little bit about. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's just maybe pivoting from the traditional copywriting role and not replacing it. And I, I agree. I mean, right now, I usually don't write blogs because I consider that content. And just so you don't know my background, I have like 20 years of content, right? Like article writing for magazines. And mm-hmm. um, one of the things that chat cannot do, which will continue to separate humans from them is interview people. You know, you yeah. can, you can pull interviews off online, but that's, those people have already said that if you want any new content, like original content, you have to talk to people. And that's how I get the best copy. Like when I'm working with a client and I talk to their customers, past customers, ideally people even who didn't like hire them or sign up with their business, which is the hardest to get. But I I know the words they use and, and I have quotes. And when I used to write articles for magazines, a lot of times that opening quote was so impactful that it w- that's what would pull people in. You know, an article yeah. about, you know, women and heart disease, for example, and it opens up with a woman's story who had a heart attack, you know, that kind of thing. You can't, you can't get that from chat. Absolutely. I, I a hundred percent agree with you. I come from the editorial space too. And, um, yeah, storytelling it's, that's what it is. I mean, that's what it comes down to is storytelling and chat can't, yeah, AI can't do that. I wonder so. if it could, what would it say? I was once, I was once <laughs> I wanna, a bag of bolts. Or, <laughs> I mean, I think it can't do it for all the reasons that you've just said. And because it doesn't know, it just doesn't know certain things. It doesn't have a human brain. It doesn't know who you're targeting. It doesn't know, you know, what their problems are, what they care about. Um, it just doesn't know. And we do know. Um, so we have that edge and we should use it. Yeah. And you mentioned influencers. Did you want to talk a little bit about that? Like, yeah, so we've really we really spent um, a lot of time last year building our influencer program and our thought leaders, our sort of internal thought leadership program. And I put them together because we did it in by using podcasting, um, ironically, on this podcast. Um, and I think podcasts have just like, I mean, they've just catapulted the last year. And I think you're spot on. Like it probably is a lot to do with just having that human interaction and being able to ask questions and have a dialogue, um, which is exactly what a podcast is, is a dialogue and exchange of ideas, you know, and giving our internal folks that sort of pedestal um, to build that dialogue and giving our influencers are the people that we, you know, ideally want as our influencers that pedestal too. And these were, we're talking about like very exclusive podcasts. Um, and that gave those people um, the right platform to talk to the right people about the things that those people care about. Um, and it worked, you know, it, it worked. And not only that, but it gave us a lot of content to play with. So it was just, I mean, I would highly, highly recommend if you're trying to create more, better content incorporate podcasting into your content strategy because um, you're going to have a lot of content and it's going to be a lot of good content. I I like to think about podcasts sort of like how we optimize a blog, you know, how we do our SEO work, but a podcast is like the optimized, optimized version because we're really getting granular and talking to the people, you know, we're getting in front of the people that we really want to be in front of. Yeah. And you, it's surprising how people will talk. Like if you ask, it's a difference between, sending out a survey and asking for written responses versus talking to them because people, when they have time 
to really filter out and think about responses. They're not going to give you the same, like if you talk to them, it, it, the it, the response will be completely different. Cause I I've had that with um, when I was doing a lot of content writing, article writing and people say, can you send me the questions? It's like, I'd rather get on the phone because at that time it was more phone than zoom. Cause this was quite a while ago that I was doing that. Um, but there's so much more you can pick up from a conversation than you can with just having somebody fill out something like asking the same question. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Totally agree. Yeah. That's, I, I like the saying conversation, uh, or conversion through conversation. So. And since you mentioned influencer, what, what do you think about and this is kind of off the track a little bit, but these, um, AI generated influencers that are having like all these weird, it's, it's weird. <laughs> like, uh, and it's scary too, because, you know, you think about it and you're like, oh my gosh, I've been following this person for so long. Like, are they a real person? Like, <laughs> So yeah, I think it's, it's, it's crazy and it's weird, but I do still think that there's, I think you can tell. I mean, I think you can tell. Oh, I think um, so too. Yeah. I think you can tell in the way that people engage. Um, I mean, there's been like a surge of creators on LinkedIn lately, um, the, within the last like couple of years, I would say. Um, and yeah, you can just tell like who's out there. I don't know. You can just tell who's real and who's not, I guess. I know. I and mean, there's a lot of AI generated um, profile pictures. And stuff. Yeah. I've done, there's one, there's an app that I use that allows you to like change the clothes on your, like it's your yeah. picture, but you change the clothes. So I have done that and I've, it's really kind of neat because I don't want to be taking, like I, I use so many different profile pics for, for different thumbnails for YouTube and stuff. So I like to have fresh um, pictures of myself, but I don't feel like going through, you know, hiring a photographer. So I can just take a picture and have them like put me in a different environment, different clothes. I mean, I do that, yeah. but it's still me. It's just, yeah, yeah, no, which probably serves the purpose. But same same concept as copywriting, right? Like you think about the photographer um, that is now not getting paid because of that. But um, I mean, again, like serves its purpose. If you just need a thumbnail picture, like I think that that is that makes sense. Um, but my, it's funny that you say that. My sister just sent me like five pictures of an AI generated headshot. And she was like, which one's the best? And I'm like, I don't like any of them. <laughs> Did they look like her or were they like really? Um, yeah. I mean, she used like a, you know, a portrait photo that she took on her phone yeah. and then it just like changed her clothes and changed the background. And I was like, they all look fake to me. Like, I like, don't use this as your headshot on LinkedIn. But <laughs> so, I, know. I mean, it just, I guess it, again, it just depends on what you're using it for, right? If you just need a thumbnail for a video or something or something that is, is not so, I mean, it serves its purpose. So, right. Right. Yeah. But there's some people that I've seen these that are completely AI generated their face and everything. And it's like, it doesn't even oh, look crazy. like a person, but what, um, what do you suggest for content that really resonates with our audience? Like, what is your approach for that? So the content that I remember and that makes me come back to a brand is content that's targeted, first of all. I know that I'm being targeted, not just because I work in marketing, but because it's very clear that based on my actions on previous websites or whatever, it's very clear I'm being tar targeted. Um, content that is sympathetic to my needs and preferences. Um, it's clear on how they solve my problem. And then, like we already talked about, it uses storytelling to connect with me on a deeper level. Mm -hmm. um, and 
people hear storytelling and really just all those things. And they're like, well, I sell X, Y, or Z. I can't be like that. Um, and no, I sell chemistry and I tell that story every single day. So you can tell a story about anything. You, the only thing you need to know, and, and like we said, the advantage against AI is that you know what your customers or your potential customers um, needs and preferences are. You know, you know what they want to talk about. You know what they want to hear. And you know the problem that they need to solve. And if you don't, then talk to your salespeople or your technical folks, um, your subject matter experts. Find out what makes their customers tick and craft your story around that. Mm-hmm. Um, the goal is not to put your product in the center. The goal is always to put the customer in the center, um, as every as every copywriter knows. Um, so yeah, I think you know you just you tell your you tell them what no one else will, and you be human about it, and you make your moment stick. Um, And I think it'll leave your customers thinking they really get me. Yeah, because the whole thing is to, there's that saying, you know, you want to jump into the conversation people are having in their own heads, you know, and and pick up like you want them to read the copy and say, or the content and say, wow, you know, how did they know what I was thinking? Because that's happened before where I've come across something. It's like, this is exactly what I needed to hear, you know, and and, uh, yeah, that's just funny. Um, What about, so as far as making just, better content? Is that also the same advice you would give is just to really tell more stories? Is there anything else that would make content better? Um, I mean, I think when we talk, I mean, for, for when we talk about making better content, that's so subjective, right? right? Like what is better content? And yeah, I do think that there is a big element of everything that I just listed. You know, you got to know who you're talking to in order to make better content. And that will always be the edge um, for for AI. We know who we're talking to and we know what we want to say to them. So, and I think that that kind of builds on, you know, building an authentic brand authority. Better content isn't just the, isn't just about content creation. It's about where we're placing that content and how we're, you know, how we're really um, optimizing it and, and, and monetizing on it, I suppose. But um, podcasting, I think, is a really good way to do that. Um, building thought leadership across LinkedIn, getting, you know, your C-suites and your subject matter experts on LinkedIn posting regularly, it is a game changer, at least right now. I yeah. mean, that'll probably change in a few years, but uh, for now, it is a big deal. Um, and I think also really high quality ABM campaigns, um, account-based marketing campaigns, because, and I only say that, and I don't even like using the term ABM campaigns, but I only say that because those campaigns are naturally going to be customized for a certain buyer persona, right? Mm-hmm. Um we're not talking about putting somebody's, you know, first name in a subject line on an email. That's not account-based marketing. Um, spend money on those folks, host something that they want to go to, and that meets their needs, not just your objectives. Um, and people yeah. will remember you. So, yeah, it's about being memorable and having yeah. that stand out. Like there's that the book um, I had I had someone on talking about just psychology, you know, behind marketing. And that's such a fascinating topic. Did you hear about the restaurant? I think it's in France that has a button that says push for champagne. Have you heard that? No, but that sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it, they gamify. So it's this restaurant. I forget the name of it, 
but they sell more champagne than like any restaurant, like anywhere. And it's because they made a game out of it. They had this big button on the table and it has a sign press for champagne. And somebody comes over with champagne. And like, you don't even think about ordering champagne, right? You just, you're just there for dinner and you're like, oh, this would be fun. And so you get to push the button person comes over, you know, and that's something that I think is so cool to really have someone think about you know, how yeah, we that's make- my kind of CTA, a push for champagne. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there's another one. There's a beach somewhere, a, a, a hotel that has a beach where you can, it's something similar. And I forget how you order popsicles, but they come out like somebody comes to you on the beach while you're like on the sand with this elegant like dome thing and they serve you the popsicles. It's not like you just get free popsicles or you have to go up somewhere and get them, you know, but you, you actually are served and everyone can see, you know, what you're getting. It's just, I just love that. Who thinks of this stuff? You know, it's just I amazing. Know. <laughs> also sounds out of my tax bracket, but it's a really cool idea. <laughs> but that actually was just, a, it was a hotel. I think the popsicles are free. It was just part of what they do. I don't think it was particularly. Oh my gosh, my kids would be like, it'll be like a revolving. <laughs> <laughs> revolving waiters with popsicles. Yeah. It's so funny. And how would you, when you think about maximizing your content efforts. Is it just a matter of getting it out in more places or is it more than that? Um, I think, yes, I think we always want our content out in more places. We want to, we want to maximize that content. Um, I think it's about repurposing the junk out of your content because when you have a base piece that you've created at, that's hard work. That's good stuff. And and it can be used in so many different ways. So, I mean, for example, like take a listicle blog, turn your H1 into a Twitter X, whatever we're calling it these days, post, turn the list into an infographic, um, and then create a LinkedIn carousel with your H2s, turn your carousel into a reel. You get what I'm saying. Right. Boom. You've just turned one piece of content into five. So, um, yeah, I mean, use that. And not only is it that you're repurposing the content and, you know, saving time and, and not having to create new content constantly, which is really hard, um, but you're also creating brand consistency. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think it's about repurposing the content. But, I mean, there is still always going to be a certain element, and it's probably the hardest part of it, um, is that there is no easy button. There's no free champagne button, um, <laughs> unfortunately. But, and AI, um, in the way that AI has simplified it anyways, because, you know, people think about writing probably these days are, you know, our kids are probably going to think about writing um, when they are in their careers. It's like writing's an easy thing, you know? We right. got chat GPT. We can just go in there, write an article. And that's not the way that it was for us. Yeah. Um, so... With that said, you know, you got to, you have to be creating that humanized content. You have to be posting on LinkedIn. You have to be, you know, doing podcasts like this as uncomfortable as they may be. You know, you got to get out there. Right. Um, and just have a real conversation. And I mean, you know, any, just like any seasoned writer is going to tell you, it gets easier with time and it does. So, you yeah. And then the, I agree the whole repurposing, I'm trying to do that myself because I have so much content that it just goes way back. And I think, you know, people are afraid, oh, th- they've said this before, you know, and or, I know this is repurposed. I see repurposed stuff on LinkedIn all the time. And the thing is, you don't know you, all the new people who are following you. you they oh, haven't yeah. seen the content yet. And then, so what if it's the same thing? If it's something you need to hear, 
I have had a couple of viral posts on LinkedIn. And when I repost, and I will repurpose, I'll change them around, update it, edit, whatever. But the gist of it is the same. And they still yeah. go viral because like I did the one on, on marketing speak, you know, and how it was carousel. And people love that. I had like, I don't know, yeah. 50,000 views or something insane. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I have a I have a really good boss who told and who told me, say what you need to say and then say it again. And I think that that's true. You know, I mean, if you have a brand, you there chances are you only have so many things that you can talk about, right? So yeah. say what you need to say and then say it again and say it again and again and again until people get it. And I think people, I think they're afraid that they're going to see it and then think you're just repeating yourself. But it's not like that because I know I don't look at content like that. It's like, okay. you know, they, Yeah, I don't look at it like, and in fact, actually, probably on the opposite spectrum, when I see um, somebody posting about like s- several different topics, it's actually kind of confusing to me because um, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like they're the subject matter expert in this one thing. So. Right. Yeah. And that's a good point too. They say, I guess you should have just, um, certain, like, what do they call them? Um, I can't think of the word. Like a content pillars. Yeah. Content pillars and, and stick with those. Um, I tend to just, I, I do that. I think I've heard it from so many people and that's why even when you post something kind of personal, like a story, it should relate to something that you talk about. Unless it's, I think the weekend we tend to, like I've seen people post things like, oh, my kayaking trip or something. And I think that's a little different because it's not a weekday. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, Yeah, there's always- Whatever works for them. But yeah, I mean, I think there's always room for some personal stuff and I like the personal stuff personally. So yeah, uh, yeah. It humanizes but, us, you know, and, yeah, and but, especially, yeah. Yeah, for sure. But when it comes to, you know, your your content pillars, like you mentioned, and your messaging, it shouldn't change. Your messaging should be the same, and it's okay to repeat that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because people, it's like, why do we have ads that we say, what, you have to see the same ad seven or eight times before, you know, people react to yeah. Because you don't think of it the first time. So, yeah, same goes with, with uh, content. Is there any... um one to three tips that you would give to people who want to improve their content, maybe it, what they should look at, like the repurposing, what else can they um, do? Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's lots of good creators on LinkedIn um, to follow. I mean, you can search by hashtag, you can search by keyword and the thing, but um, there's lots of good creators on LinkedIn. And I, think that even if you don't agree with everything a creator has to say, they always have a good perspective that you can, you know, take and use in some way. So I su- I would suggest just consuming as much, um, as much real human content as you can, because that's going to give you a per- different perspective and it's going to change the way that you do things. It's just like, you know, reading books, the more content or the more that you read, the better that you're going to be able to write, right? Same thing. I, I think for sure consume as much content as you can. Um, use chat GPT. Do not be afraid. Like I, I, I know we're kind of maybe past that, but um, when chat first started coming up, you know, there was a lot of pushback from writers that were like, no, I mean, maybe it was out of fear that it was going to put them out of a job. I don't know, mm-hmm. but um, which is understandable, but um Use it. Use the prompts. Get comfortable with it. It's here to stay. It's not going anywhere. Right. 
Um, so use it and see how you can use it to make your content better. Because at the end of the day, that's what, I mean, if you can continue to make content that really, um, that people engage with, then there's no, there's nothing to be feared. So, Mm -hmm. um, and I think that, that AI can really, can really help in that as long as we use it correctly. I think the more you use it too, the more ideas you have, like I've just started using it for things that just popped into my head. Like, I wonder if they could take this customer interview and then pull out, you know, extract like the main points. And yeah, I can put the whole thing in there and it'll say, this is what you need, you know, to yeah. pay attention it's, to. It is pretty cool. I, w- I went to Inbound um, last year and um, the CEO of HubSpot was talking about how his son had made like this whole game on ChatGPT. Um, like he told him like what the goal of the game was, like the different characters in the game, the rules of the game. And the, wow. I mean, it made this whole game and it's just crazy to think about, like, I mean, I, I don't know how old his son is, 10 or 11, maybe. Um, but, uh, it's just crazy to think about our kids. This is what they're growing up with. This is going to be the norm. Um, and so we have to adapt to this. Um, it's, I, I compare it to like, you know, our parents and using like, just like using computers on a daily basis, you know, or maybe that's a step back from my parents, but, (laughs) um, but like just things like that, having to like use zoom, I mean, things that are so natural to us and we're like, yeah, why can't you figure this out? Right. (laughs) Right. Now we're stepping into that with AI. Um, so it's interesting. Yeah. But the only other, the only other thing I would say, and then this is to myself too, but is take the opportunity, you know, if somebody reaches out to you to do a podcast or, um, to, you know, write a blog for them or just give your, your opinion in any way, take that opportunity and do it. I know it can be kind of scary. Um, Mm -hmm. I talk to people with PhDs every single day and it blows my mind that they tell me that, I don't know what to talk about. Or like, I'm like, you don't know what to talk about. You're like one of the smartest people I know. Like, what do you mean you don't know what yeah. to talk about? That's um, funny. So I, just take the opportunity, even though it may feel uncomfortable. I agree. Because you never know too how, what, who's going to be listening to that. Yeah. Who's, who resonates with it and reaches out. I mean, you just don't know. So well, yeah. this has been awesome. Um, Jody, where can people find you and connect with you or find out more about you, what you do and also that your company, well, it's not your company, Anatox. Um, yeah. Yeah. You can find me on LinkedIn. Um, connect with me. Don't just follow me. I want to be, I want to be your friend on LinkedIn. So yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thanks again. I really appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Thanks, Linda. And that's a wrap for today's episode. We hope you found it informative, thought-provoking, and engaging. If so, please share it with your friends and colleagues who might also be interested in marketing and copywriting trends and innovations. And remember, if you haven't already, please subscribe to the B2B Marketing and Copywriting Podcast on your favorite podcast platform and on our YouTube channel so you never miss an episode. We'll be back next week with another show, so stay tuned.